Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Greetings and welcome to another Galactic Driftwood episode. It looks like <laughs> Seth is getting eaten by his cat. Uh, <laughs> so this could be an interesting episode, but <laughs> I think I think considering the topic of today's episode, that might be uh, appropriate. Yeah. But anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm Bill. I'm Linda. <laughs> I'm Charles, and I'm Seth. And so, today, go ahead. Before we get started, funky yeah. story. Okay. Uh, my computer has been making this uh, grinding noise as one of the fans dies. Oh, been there, done that. Yeah, I've told Bill about it. This, that giant cat you just saw uh, hopped onto the computer and then up onto me. And now it's not making noise anymore. So, Ooh, it feels IT cat. IT cat. <laughs> IT That's cat it. strikes again. <laughs> Good boy, Pixel. Nice job. Well, uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about um, a new uh, horror film uh, that is out. Uh, it's currently airing on Hulu, and it is called Fresh. And uh, if you haven't seen it, I would encourage you to go see it. There will probably be uh, more than uh, uh, a dozen spoilers in this particular discussion on the show because we're going to talk about all things related to Fresh and our impressions of it. Um, and I, I'd, I would say giving people a chance uh, to uh, click off here um, just uh, without any spoilers um, yay or nay, did you like it or did you hate it? And uh, Let's jump to Seth first. Well, I'm not a big horror movie fan myself. Like, I've watched a bunch more because of my wife. But this one was... I thought this one was pretty good. It had, yeah. it was tense. And there was some real body horror stuff in there. But the ending was one I find satisfying. <laughs> All right. Uh, Linda, we'll go to Linda next. I agree. I I really liked it. I thought it was I thought it was done well. It was it was acted fairly well, and uh, I like a mystery though. I like things that that you just not quite sure what's going to happen next. So that's that's my genre that I really like. So, but I thought it was good. All right, and Charles, I think Charles might have a whole different opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I don't, I don't, in general, I don't care much for the, uh, oh, how do you put that? The pervy CSI rapey guy. Yeah. Stealing women. I, I just don't, I, that part of it's been done. I'm not saying as far as pervy rapey movies go. 
pervy rapey. Yeah, it was oh, good. This wasn't this wasn't so bad. There's some fun funny moments. <laughs> uh, well, there's I, actually. Uh, not to lead our listeners astray, but there wasn't actually any like rapey. No, no rape well, in this no, but 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 uh, kidnapping. Kidnapping. Yeah. There was Kid kidnapping. kidnapping. Yes. Yeah. Even though he's rather than he's he was uh, uh there was a little rapey. Not not. He was a gen- more of a gentleman kidnapper, I would say. Yeah, but I she mean, was under duress. She made poor choices. She made fair. He was still after their bodies. That technically, but that's yeah. (laughs) He's still the. You you can't say the dance with him or the. uh, What do you call that? Her last mouthful was. uh, (laughs) Was, was uh, entirely. it was entirely reserved. So yeah, yes, but, but she was under yeah, uh, under a pressure to. She was trying to get away. Uh, right, I, I was rooting for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so she, I, I'm not sure it was a worthwhile. If you're into this kind of movie, then fine. But if you're yeah, so movie, we should explain to people what the movie's yeah. about. Can we give a description yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, Seth, why don't you why don't you take it away there? You have a, a good way with words. So huh. <laughs> all right. Well, uh the main character of the movie is Noah, who is a single woman. Uh it opens up with her on a blind date with Chad, who is <laughs> the worst blind date. And you see that she's uh going through uh basically Tinder. Whatever the movies in for that is, uh, and so she's uh, on the hunt, uh, looking for love, basically. And we meet her uh, her good friend, her her best friend, whose name is why is she not listed here? That's Mo- Molly. Was it Molly? Molly, I think it yeah, was Molly. Her best friend, Molly, and uh, so. <clears throat> We're introduced to that, and then we are introduced to Steve. I believe he tells every, everyone his name. Right. But in the grocery store. Yeah. Little meat cute in the grocery store. He's charming. She's charmed. And uh, they, the they, get into, they get into a relationship. And the first part of this movie where they're, they're just like establishing that is it's 30 minutes until we get to the the title opening, sting. Opening credits, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it's uh God. But it yeah. starts out at the quote unquote twist where we find out that uh, Steve has just basically kidnapped her and right. has kidnapped other women as well and not f- he he is a very still a very going for charming, but now utterly creepy. Uh, he tells her that, or she's worried that she, indeed he has kidnapped her to uh, rape and murder her. Uh, yeah, but no, it's a little bit. It's different. I, I don't want to say worse or not, but well, he uh, <laughs> uh, is. To me, to me, it would be worse. I would personally. Well, you don't know. 
has he he has kidnapped her to uh, cut off little bits of her and sell them to extremely rich people for food. And he wants to right. sell her meat. Yeah, he's right. Keep her and alive and happy as long as he can because the meat is better fresh. Yes. And to me, that would be horrible because eventually he's going to kill her anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? And uh, just knowing that you're going to be kept alive for however many months while he's yeah. slowly, slowly amputating parts of you to be sold as meat to yeah. his select 1% of the 1% clients <laughs> um, who just, um, they they have enough money to have anything they want. So they want things that nobody can have, which is human flesh. Um, and so that's what he's going to sell. And uh, we find out that uh, Noah is um, not That's the right. only woman currently in his uh, numerous cells in this remote facility that he's got, and that uh, a, n- um, a number of them have already suffered uh, major amputations. And, of course, no. she, when she finds out that she's now in his under his control, because once they once they get to his place, he takes her there and, um, fixes her a drink and it's all going to be a nice, nice weekend kind of a thing. And, um, of course she has the drink that's got the usual, um, knockout drugs in it. And she wakes up usual knockout drugs. Yeah. Whatever those are. And, uh, (laughs) she wakes up handcuffed to the floor and, uh, in this big cell and that's where he breaks a result, a result of numerous, poor choices because right. everyone watching was like watching all the red flags go up every single step of the way. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I'm uh, taking back to your place. Stop that. <laughs> right. Right. Well, first of all, he wants to know uh, if she, he's mentioned her to any of her friends and if so, who, and he wants yeah. to know about those friends. And she only told one person. Um, and of course, well, she doesn't he, have any. He he asks questions that are strange. You know, oh, you have any family? And she's mm-hmm. and of course she divulges right away. Oh, I don't have I only have a few friends. My parents are gone. Uh, or don't talk to my mom. And it's yeah. like, well, she's got nothing to he's got nothing to lose she, taking her. She more or less just says, "I'm completely on my own and very vulnerable, both <laughs> yeah. emotionally and physically." If I were to go missing, nobody would be looking for me. But she does have one friend. That's um, Molly. And her friend's name is Molly. And uh, they have a a characteristic way in which they end all of their phone calls. One of them or the other will say, I love you. And the other one will always respond with, I love you more. And that becomes sort of the giveaway um, because her friend Noah uh, tells her that um, this new boyfriend of hers, Steve, whom she's just met and um, hasn't really even told uh, Matt, Molly about until this this series of tweets. Uh, she tells her that um, he's taken her on a surprise weekend getaway to a mysterious place. 
and she'll text her when she gets there and let her know what's going on. Well, of course, um, the the route to this place uh, turns out that they're not going to this place. Steve says the traffic's too bad, so they're going to overnight at his place and go out <laughs> first thing in the morning. But of course, the road to his place and his place uh, has no cell service and no internet coverage. Also so no traffic. <laughs> and no, no traffic. No traffic. Right, that was a problem for me. Yeah, it very was remote. A picturesque road. Yes, picturesque. very very beautiful road. Uh, so anyway, so um, her friend gets suspicious when after a few days she never hears from her as to where she went or what she's doing. Um, um, and then all of a sudden Steve starts uh, communicating with her using Noah's um, cell phone. Well, she suspects. She suspects and she she suspects that because um, in one point in the conversation, they're saying goodbye. And and M Molly says, I love you. And Steve just responds with a heart emoji instead of saying, I love you more. Mm -hmm. So that immediately tips her off that something is rotten in uh, wherever they are. So she begins. What? The state of Denmark. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, over there. <laughs> also shows so, he's a god, um, whatever, uh, uh, date messenger person, because... Yeah, you would know, right? To say right. I love you more. Yes. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, she begins an investigation and eventually figures out what's going on and who's behind it. But in the process, of course, she also um, doesn't seem to have many active friends because, other than Noah, uh, because she does all the investigating on her own, and of course, she. Uh, finds manages to find Steve and um, uh, gets taken hostage herself um, to be used as fresh meat for whatever. Um, it's just so, one disaster after another. Yeah. Um, <laughs> At least and, she takes precautions. Yeah. They don't so, work for her, but they do. She does take them. Right. And the guy, you know, uh, there was a bartender guy that she was kind of romantically interested in. Who's she? Um, Molly? Molly. Yeah. That, Paul um, the bartender. What's that? Paul the bartender. Paul. Yeah. And so she kind of let him know what was going on. And, and she actually um, managed to track down Steve thanks to the help of the bartender because she <clears> knew <throat> that the first date that Noah had gone on with Steve was at this bar. So she uh, got the bartender to give her information about the name on the credit card that was used to pay for the evening. So that's how she managed to get on to uh, Steve. Uh, but this bartender guy is is uh, turns out to be pretty worthless because hmm. she she texts him um, with her this whereabouts. Picture. I stop from it. It's a picture of Steve doing what he does best. Yeah, he's carving up somebody's flesh. Look, and um, just check. I just want to point out. Check all the knives behind him there. This is where he lives in his kitchen. Yeah, he lived in a nice place. Yeah, he's really. a, he lives in a very like nice place. House, and he's got plenty of knives. I'm just saying. Yeah. He definitely but you got to be able to get to him. Job. So anyway, the, the, the bartender eventually, towards the end of the film, manages to figure out what's going on and, and drive to the place where Molly is being held. And he gets out of his car and he hears screaming and gunshots. And he says, nope, nope. 
nope, I'm out of here. I know. And, and that's the last we saw him. Police. Yeah, didn't call the police. What the hell good was that guy? Not yeah, a little I bit. Don't... Spoiler yeah. warning, by the way, everyone. Yeah, I said yeah, oh, we'd give him a little bit of beginning. time to tune out. <laughs> so I love this. This is uh, in his apartment, and we call this art nachos because look you can see like little triangular looking nachos in there. you know looking at it it yeah. makes me hungry oh well and this is funny because bill's like those are parts of people i'm like i can't make it out was there an ear there <laughs> <laughs> yeah it turned out not to be but behind the picture he pushes a button and the picture lifts up and reveals mm -hmm. um uh, little uh, cubicles uh, in the wall there where he's got information on all of his victims uh, not just information, but some of their stuff. Yeah, I mean, personal belongings, their phones. Yeah. Each one has a cubby. <laughs> with there a picture. Like, if there's yeah. one thing you can say for this serial killer, he definitely made the police's job easy. So easy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he well, also had a big walk-in. He also had a big walk-in refrigerator with full of body parts tagged with the person's name and the date at which that part was harvested. Um, so that would also help the police quite well, yeah. I, I would think. Hilarious. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. It is kind of weird, kinda though. Worthless. And then you wouldn't want that for a steak. Like, I don't really want to have a picture of the cow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think for his particular business model, it was kind of a... I know it just it got me to thinking. I was like, that's the worst thing in, in most of my food. You, you don't, don't want to see know their name. I don't want to know how social they've been or yeah, no. Yeah. But yeah, he would fix up these <laughs> uh these boxes that would go to this select clientele and they would have a package of meat from some <laughs> one individual that he had. Along with some of their personal effects, brassiers, panties, whatever, and hair, it, hair, yep. Oh. And it's also only women that um, he carves up and better. sends out because they crazy. taste better, supposedly. And he he does he does he he does have a great um, concern for the quality of his product because he mentions to Noah that it's best that she not react with a lot of fear because that that chemical will, will taint the meat. So just relax, go with the flow. He says, everybody dies at some point, um, you know, so, you know, it's just when and where. So get used to it. Now, what you see on the screen there now is a picture of Steve's actual wife. Yeah, she um, has a, he has a wife and a family. <laughs> and at this point, uh, she's trying to stretch her skin back, I think, to see what she would look like if she were to get a facelift because she's starting to age a little bit. And, of course, he's still picking up uh, young women uh, for this uh, meat business that he's running. And she's, she's aware of what's going on. And I got the impression, and Seth, tell me if you and, and Charles and, and Linda, well, she was agree with this that the wife so the wife was missing uh leg. the was a right leg below the knee yeah she had a prosthetic there right and steve had mentioned that the first time he tried something he was intoxicated and and that was it but you know 
Um, and I, I started wondering based on the way he was talking about it, because uh -huh. he started talking about the first time after we saw her with her fake leg. And I started thinking, well, maybe he that took her it. leg and that was his first exposure to human flesh. And that's what that's sent him down that road. Hmm. I didn't get that impression, but maybe if I were to rewatch this, yeah, that would come out a bit more. But I didn't get that. I kind of just assumed that as uh, so the thing about Steve is that he is falling for uh, Noah during yeah. this process. Right. Really isn't we, we learned that he thinks she's special and whatnot. And I kind of assumed that uh, Anne, his wife, was kind of the same. And this mm -hmm. was kind of the process that happened. But they didn't get into that too. Oh, far that could be too, that he got started with her, but then fell in love with her, ended up marrying her. Mm-hmm. And she rather to, his wife seemed awfully uh he seemed to be looking for someone that could laugh and dance and stuff. Right. And his and wife seemed awfully cold. Subdued. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Utterly dead inside. Seemed <laughs> like it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that was the thing. And maybe. But yeah, part of the real weirdness of the movie is that uh yeah, Noah decides that she needs to gain his trust first to escape. And so she really commits to plant to uh playing along with him and feeding into his delusion about her well because, no, because because she tried to escape right once right and what did he do he hacked her butt off yeah he she lost her ass in that one yeah yeah You're i'm right. taking your ass I'm literally like, what <laughs> yeah somebody got a nice rump roast <laughs> oh, oh that weekend mm -hmm. but yeah so um so after that and the fact that she she is able to talk through the wall, through the ventilation system to the other women that are, are held there. And she finds out that they're uh, further along in the process than she is uh, uh, missing legs, hearts. entire legs and arms and stuff. Um, so uh, she, some them, yeah, some of them are going crazy. Yeah. And uh, she gets up, he delivers her some reading material, a magazine or something like that. Well, there's something in the magazine, one of the magazines, a handwritten note from an earlier victim who has long since passed um, that says, if you're reading this, that means he likes you and you need to use that Ugh. to your advantage to try to escape. And so she, she starts playing into it, asking him, uh, you know, uh, well, what does it taste like? Yeah. Human flesh. And uh, he starts thinking, oh, maybe I have a, uh, you know, a fellow fan of cannibalism here right in my cell. So he fixes her a meal um, um, of a woman whose name was Hope. Uh, Makes me fall out of her. Laugh about that. <laughs> yeah, they thought it was uh, pretty hilarious. <laughs> and so she she starts playing along and laughing at his jokes and his puns and starts making some of her own and and um, uh, eventually uh, he's fixing more and more meals for uh, telling her you know uh, this meal we're eating here and that one that you see in the dish there that's a he says that's a thirty thousand dollar meal right there 
Um, but uh, anyway, she has her first meal, and when she's back in her room, she's throwing up. So you can tell that this whole process is really tearing her apart, but it's the only hope she has for getting out of there alive. So right. she plays along. And some uh, truly bill level puns. Yes. <laughs> right. In fact, at one point uh, they're eating uh, the breast, I think of Molly cause he's yes. torn Molly's uh, removed her breast and he's a former plastic surgeon. So he, he knows what he's doing in this respect. So anyway, um, she's eating it and she goes, well, this is the, breast meat i've had in a long time kind of a pun you that saved sort of the breast for last oh that was it yeah save the breast for last that was it and uh so he loves her puns and uh, she pretends to love his puns and and then before you know it uh he's forgetting to handcuff her um and then they they're dancing and then pretty soon um it's time to do the hop on the bad foot and do the good thing or hop on the good foot and do the bad thing, however that goes. And so she uh, oh, oh, oh. runs into the bathroom to freshen up and comes out and goes down on him. And uh, you see a close-up of her face as she opens her mouth and shows her teeth and dives in and just, bites his manhood right off <laughs> and of course and she's just a bloody mess she's a bloody mess there's lots of screaming i would have expected to see more in the line of spurting blood because you would expect at that point that he would have been hard there would have been a lot of blood flowing to <laughs> his <Seth>. genitalia <laughs> right and as he bit it you would have expected i mean she had blood around her chin and her mouth but i would have expected a more of a gusher of blood like when you cut somebody's jugular or something yeah, i'm kind of sad research. that uh, benito isn't here for the uh, yeah because he would have had us. Right. He's uh well, Benito. He thanks done. to Benito's how we got turned on to this whole uh please don't say film. turned on. Right. <laughs> in this context. <laughs> but yeah, Benito uh Benito uh, uh let us know about this film and and uh, that it was worth worth watching. And uh so yeah, it'd be interesting to see because he does as those of you that longtime listeners of the show will know, he's uh, into uh, special effects, uh, wet works, special effects studio he runs. So he does a lot of uh, bloody special effects for horror films in the, uh, the Omaha area. He said it was pretty he's good. Really, but I, mean, you know, no, I think this, as far as special effects go, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't see anything unbelievable. No. And I, I, I was particularly impressed by the, uh, food product, uh, the the meat that they showed uh -huh. that it was it looked different appetizing. enough. What's that? It still looked appetizing. Like they made it look yeah. like human flesh, yeah. right? And they still then made it look appetizing, which was unsettling. Yes, very. And uh, so yeah, so I'd be interested in in knowing what Benito thought of that particular scene. Uh, but anyway, and then. The other thing is, I would think even even without the the spurting of blood, there would have been enough blood loss there rather rapidly 
that he would not have been able to chase them run down. after her. Right. Well, he's yeah, because it. he's, of course, he's screaming in pain, but then he manages in his, it is fury to get up, uh, probably adrenaline. Yeah, fuel, he is a little drunk too. Anger. Well, true. Um, but he gets up and of course he's holding his missing manhood uh, parts there. Well, I mean, his, He's trying to keep the blood from gushing out, and he's running around without any pants on. Um, and but I would think that the blood loss would have been so substantial because they he gets into a fight with her. Uh, she manages to get away from him long enough to let Molly out and uh, one of the other women that are there, a, a woman named Penny, who's the only other one that's sane enough to get out. Uh, although Penny can't really run too far because you only got one leg and one arm. So oh. they kind of have to help her out, but then they run into him and then they have this big fight in the kitchen and he's got enough strength and energy, despite all of that blood loss to fight three women. Yeah. And granted one of them, you know, only has a single arm and a leg, but they're, they're seriously <laughs> fighting with him. I and think, well, there's like certain advantages that bad guys or that the bad guys in horror, horror movies get. And it's also, and it's usually trans. It translates into a superhuman ability to deal with and deal with injury and manage injury and pain. Because he gets stabbed at least once. Yeah, gets hit in the head with a meat tenderizer, just like whack, whack. like uh -huh. that, and not just once, several yeah. times. That's dead for anyone. Right. Right. Um, but anyway, and, and, yeah. and then the other thing that got me is once they once hit him with the down. meat tenderizer and knocked him out, why didn't they just finish him off instead yeah. of just leaving him there and running out? Yeah. It's like, have yes. you guys not seen this movie before? You can't. <laughs> right. You've got I mean, it certainly would be justifiable homicide at that point. It was, yeah, but even... I was bothered that he knows he's a bad guy and he still let her. Um, he knows she wants to escape. <laughs> I, right. I don't know. And he let her get uh, close to him in that, in that way. Um, yeah. I, it just. Uh, Hard to believe. I, <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think, I think it's some. I, I think most men have. Uh, an yes, inflated opinion of their personal appeal to the opposite sex. But he's such that off. I mean, that was any that's woman. <laughs> yeah, such that any woman that appears to be interested in him, they can't see it as anything but genuine. Because of course they'd be interested in me. I'm a macho man, kind of a no, thing. No, that's I, I don't think that's what was at work here. I think that. Uh, Steve had thoroughly, like you hear him talk about eating human flesh. Yeah, it was she how he describes it, it and yeah. how he describes the work he does. And you can tell he's completely bought into his own bullshit. Yeah, like, that's his crazy. He's right. not like a emotionless sociopath who's just good at blending in. He's just that fucked up in the head that he 
doesn't see anything. He like he doesn't see that he's doing anything wrong. Wrong, right? So right. why would she want to leave? And well, she begins like, to he use thinks his own just a frame of mind mm -hmm. that yeah. you do this and you can you see like the truth and you become like him. And so she eats the meat and he assumes that she sees he's the now world become the like same him. way now. Well, and she yeah. begins describing the the tries to describe the texture and how it's indescribable texture almost mirroring the way he was kind of describing yeah. it to her yeah. um and so i think he buys into the whole thing completely because she's speaking his language and she sees uh he sees her i think starting down that same path to this obsession that he began and so that's why he kind of falls for her her story completely mm -hmm. and uh, becomes uh, in the end vulnerable. And um, as, as a result, disaster ensues. But I thought it was funny that at the, at the end um, when uh, he's out chasing them through the woods behind this remote <laughs> facility that he's got. Yes, of, and course. of course. Yeah. And of course he's got a gun and he's trying to shoot them somewhere. He, he grabbed a gun. And so they're running uh, as best they can. And um, eventually they get into a fight and they do kill him uh, about the time that his wife shows up yeah. uh, yeah. uh, to find out what's going on. Well, so the wife stumbles on the body along with this guy who's with her, who is their delivery man, <laughs> essentially. And yeah, the, the, he doesn't he's not important. No, no, that was a lot of work for the ending line. That's yeah, right. And uh, so she, uh, yeah, she essentially says, uh, "Well, uh, huh? I guess we better get him on ice quickly because she's thinking, well, there's here's some valuable meat that I can money sell. to be made, uh -huh. right? Money to be made." Um, so it was obvious that there was no uh, no emotional attachment to this guy. Uh, well, no, because kind of, it looked like there kind of was. I you think, think? It was, yeah. Well, in, in uh, the, the very in like the next, uh, not the next scene. It's still the same scene, but what happens like right after is that uh, Noah comes back looking for the phone that she's dropped. Another rookie mistake. You shouldn't go back alone, right? right. But she comes back, and uh, the wife. Or Steve's wife finds her, and at first she's like, "It's over! It's over! We're free!" And yeah, she baited her, and yeah, and then she starts strangling her to death. Why? Because there's more meat to be had. Well, I I don't think it was because of that. I think she like the wife was just also completely broken, and yeah. like had one of those really harmful codependent relationships with Steve. Like she was part of the crime. The thing that had happened to her, she's been doing to other people. See, and, and I was, these, like, I didn't see that, but that's interesting. I was wondering yeah. at that point, if maybe she started the whole thing and Steve worked for her or was, you know, at that point, you're really not sure who's. Cause, Cause I, yeah, it felt to me like she was mad that the operation had been. Yeah. But hard although, to say. She although was, that wouldn't explain why she was missing 
part of a leg and he he wasn't missing any no. body parts well nobody said no. that he's the one who took it off either they did they did have some scenes where she saw the wine glasses and stuff in the house you're right yeah so right. that did suggest a jealousy, jealousy. Or, yeah or whatever you want right. to call that Huh. There, there was some screwed up stuff going there. <laughs> Everywhere, every which way. Like both, like Steve and his wife are just thoroughly crazy, crazy people. Like utterly broken in the brain. One, because like he did it to himself and and because he, I'm pretty sure he did it to her. Right. Just like the whole process of being yeah. in his basement and then like him, like slowly breaking her down, just broke her. Just the right. it, could that, it could be that she was the one that wrote the note in the magazine too. Uh, that oh, was, yeah. Well, no, we no. saw who that was because we saw who that was because she was in one yeah. of the little vignette boxes behind the picture. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, okay. Yeah. Sammy, huh. Sammy Akbari or something. I think was the yeah. woman's name. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, that? interestingly enough, yeah. uh, we watched this with a couple of other people, and uh interestingly enough, they had the same response as you, Charles, in the beginning. Uh they couldn't they didn't even they got like to the to the uh, part where you actually see the credits in the beginning. Oh, it's and yeah, and they were so uncomfortable they didn't even want to go on because they well, saw not... it coming, you know. Mm -hmm. I have well, it's, it's, it was right after the reveal where he explains why she's there. She's to be fresh meat. I I get upset not over this movie necessarily, but um, it's close in the beginning to. I've seen some CSIs and stuff where it's just that it's they're not presented as horror films. <laughs> I like I had to leave the gym once because there was a CSI and the whole thing was from the bad guy's perspective. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And I just, when, it was out, when it, they do that. And I was watching it without sound and stuff, so I wasn't getting sucked in the way you, you might. Yeah. And it just was a little, to me, it just was something like I don't think it should be on primetime. Well, this isn't. <laughs> well, so, but right. it rings to, to, I've just, it's a, uh, I've yeah. got mixed feelings. Everyone has different things thing. that, I don't I don't I don't have the fear of blood and stuff as a couple of people we watched this with uh right yeah so everyone's got different very personal things that really yeah I'm not over out. it's not like it was I, I I wasn't getting irate about it or anything it's just well no it's the horror aspect yeah it's the thing that you don't want to see like uh Oh, I suppose the whole kidnapping thing is really high up there for me. Yeah. My, I think probably the horror movie that freak horror, type of horror horror movies that freak me out the most are the ones uh, with uh, when someone's breaking into another house. Like that's the thing yeah. I almost can't watch because it's just so real yeah. and freaky to me. Meanwhile, yeah. I can watch. Uh, the zombie is just chowing down on a guy, and I'm like, <laughs> he's got oh, a lot of rope out of him right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, I, and and this movie was was pretty realistic. Uh, I mean, from the dating 
part of the dating scenes oh, yeah. on yeah. on through this. Yeah, I can see where a, a film like this might be hard for some people to digest, but uh huh. Oh <laughs> god damn it, Phil. <laughs> oh you were you you had that thought of ahead of time. Is there any doubt? I was no. waiting to squeeze that in, but I didn't want to do it too soon because I know how you get, Seth. You... Oh, I get it. I think it's a, a, another member of this podcast who raises more or had raised more complaints than me. I just I just want to make you feel good, and that's why I go. Oh. Uh, but no, you're the first part of this movie. Like they nail the serial killer like uh, methodology and motivations, oh. kind of yeah. like yeah. the charming guy who singles out someone and slowly figures out that they're alone and vulnerable. And I mean, if you if you uh, listen to your true crime podcast or whatever, kind of like I do. Uh, there's a lot of similarities there that are just like, you know what's going on. I don't know how that lands with somebody who doesn't know, like, all the little tricks that can be used, but... Right. I don't know. Maybe, no. it, maybe, maybe it strikes different for different people, where if you just think, oh, well, this, I, is I, I this, think this is a nice meat cute. This is a nice meet cute. I'm watching a rom-com and then the twist where she gets drugged is just that much worse. Whereas uh -huh. I'm like seeing this and I'm going, oh, that, yeah, I know exactly where this is going. So the there wasn't much of a twist there until he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to use your food. Uh, so like if somebody just like bought that, like I could see that twist being much worse. If you didn't know you were watching a horror movie for some reason. Right. 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 All right. Well, we're uh we're about I, uh what are we? Uh 41 minutes into the show here. Did you have a last thought, Charles? Oh, I just was thinking I I, I remember we watched uh Get Out a long time ago. Yes. Before oh. COVID. Yeah. That, was that good. scared me. No, it didn't have I don't think the gore and stuff. That scared me more than this one did. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just thought if if you're into horror, if, if you or you haven't watched them all stuff, I'd uh, if you wanted to see something, I thought Get Out was a better movie overall. Okay. Just from right, a long well, time ago, it's not it's not a newer movie necessarily. Yeah. But... Right. And right. Uh, uh, Jordan Peele's got a new one coming out really soon. Nope. Oh, yeah, aliens. I want to see that. Definitely do that. Yeah. Well, um, I, you know, I'm gonna uh, encourage our our listeners if you've seen it, uh, post something in the comments. Let us know what you thought. Uh, were you intrigued by it? Did you enjoy it? Or, or you know, uh, were you fed up? Or do you think a meatball is the best first meal for human flesh? <laughs> right. Right. Human meatballs. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note. Well, on that note, uh, give us a like, give us a subscribe, leave us a comment, and check out our uh, sister shows on the Synergy Nation Network, uh, synnation.net. All right. We'll see you all later. Thanks for tuning in. Take care and have a good week.
，拜拜。Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.